0: Ghostbusters Afterlife is hitting theaters this weekend. Who are you gonna call? Nobody, cause Movie Phone isn't around anymore. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle here with my review of Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is hitting theaters this weekend after many, many delays due to the pandemic last year. Before we get into that though, I want to take a quick moment to thank today's sponsor, Raycon, the wireless earbuds that should be at the top of your holiday shopping list. Go to buyraycon.com Merle, M-U-R-R-E-L-L today to unlock exclusive deals up to 20% off your Raycon order and stay tuned after this review to learn even more. The Ghostbusters franchise has been a rocky one, and I think that's a bit of an understatement for the last decade or so, but we have now Ghostbusters Afterlife, the fourth theatrical Ghostbusters film, the third Ghostbusters film in the original timeline, if you will. It's directed by Jason Reitman. Reitman co-wrote the screenplay with Gil Keenan, who's directed several movies, among them Monster House. And even from the beginning, when I heard that this is what they were going with for this film, this could have gone really poorly. I mean, you have the son of the original director of the Ghostbusters franchise making a new movie in the wake of a very, let's say, controversial reboot that happened just a few years earlier. There are so many ways that this could have been disappointing, but for this Ghostbusters fan, it was not in any way disappointing. As a matter of fact, I would say, for those who have been wanting to see another movie in this particular iteration of the franchise, this is not only the movie that you've been waiting for, This is the movie that you've been hoping for. I think one of the reasons this movie succeeds so much is that it is built on the backs of a lot of new characters, the main one being Phoebe, who's played by McKenna Grace. She is the standout lead in this next generation. Phoebe is Egon Spengler's granddaughter, the Ghostbuster played by the late Harold Ramis, and she brings that same curiosity that we love from the character of Egon. It's a very assured and confident performance, and it needs to be because this character of Phoebe is saddled with the chore of bridging the gap between the older generation of Ghostbusters, and by extension Ghostbusters fans, and this new generation of Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters Afterlife also has a strong ensemble, including Finn Wolfhard, who plays Phoebe's brother Trevor, who hates relocating to his grandfather's dilapidated farm until he meets Lucky, a local girl played by Free Celeste O'Connor. Phoebe teams up with another local nerd named Podcast who's played by an actor named Logan Kim in a really remarkable film debut. These two make a really great team and a lot of times kid humor uh, can go sideways in movies like this. It doesn't in this film. I think it actually works. It's not accessible just to kids. Uh, Both of these characters had me laughing quite a bit. On the adult side Phoebe and Trevor's mother Callie who's played by Carrie Coon struggles to raise her family and deal with the legacy of her father when the ghosts inevitably come calling, and Phoebe begins unraveling Egon's past with the help of her teacher, who's played by Paul Rudd. In the spirit of full disclosure, I have to tell you that the original Ghostbusters, and by extension the sequel Ghostbusters 2 was a keystone movie for me growing up. It was one of the ones that was on repeat uh, in the VCR uh, throughout my childhood. I've watched it countless times as well as an adult. But I also didn't hate the 2016 Ghostbusters reboot. I will have to say that it has not held well uh, since I first saw it five years ago, but I didn't think that it was the garbage fire that so many other people do, but looking back on it now from a distance and revisiting it uh, after I saw it back in the summer of 2016, it really does seem to be a reboot for a reboot's sake. A lot of times uh, I'll say, you know, what is a movie's reason for existence other than the fact that it exists as a pure piece of entertainment, and there's no compelling reason for that movie to be there other than to want to double down and sort of cash in on this Ghostbusters idea. IP. One of the things that Ghostbusters Afterlife has going for it is that there is so much love and care in the crafting and construction of the story. It's not just making a Ghostbusters film to make a Ghostbusters film. This seems like a real passion project for Jason Reitman. And that's no surprise. His father, Ivan Reitman, directed the first two Ghostbusters films. So obviously, this is going to be something that's very near and dear to his heart. It's not a work for hire. Jason Reitman didn't do this uh, as a novelty act. He actually has something that he wants to say and an idea and and a feeling that he wants to get across with this movie but the feeling overwhelmingly is a feeling of love and that comes through every single frame of this movie. This isn't a movie that's running away from the legacy of the first Ghostbusters film, which I think is what turned so many people off from the 2016 version. This movie embraces the original Ghostbusters film from the very first frame, and it brings up a dirty word that I've already seen thrown around and bandied about with this movie, and that word is nostalgia. If you see my reviews for a lot of these revivals and new films and different franchises, you'll know that I I really despise cheap nostalgia. I think that it is the cheapest way to elicit audience sympathy, to just trot out something familiar uh, so that people can, uh, as some of my esteemed colleagues have said, clap when they see it on screen and then move on to the next thing. I think it's a cheap ploy to get money from an audience when you don't have anything behind it, when there's no intention behind it other than to capitalize on the work that other people have done 10 or 15 or 20 years earlier in order to put money in your own pocket. So many movies have gotten this wrong recently that I understand the kind of knee-jerk reaction to the fact that this movie also brings out a lot of different things involved with Ghostbusters that are familiar to audiences. But there is another kind of nostalgia, the Don Draper nostalgia if you will, the kind of nostalgia that seeks to wrap you in this warm blanket of things that you love with this shared experience. it's a reminder of what you love so much and this is what I think Ghostbusters Afterlife is. Ghostbusters Afterlife feels like a movie to me that comes from a place of love. It's a love not just for the franchise but also a desire to share this with a new generation of fans. There's a real desire here to pass this on and I hope that younger audiences have as much fun with this version of Ghostbusters as older audiences like me did with the first movie when I was a kid and it may not be that hard because the movie's biggest flaw is that it does repeat, I think, a few too many of the beats, particularly from the first Ghostbusters film. I do think that there is a way for this film to achieve what it ultimately achieves without having to go through so much of the familiar. It's the same flaw that I found in Star Wars The Force Awakens, which is a movie that I also enjoyed, but I felt got a little too cutesy with repeating beats from the original Star Wars and references, etc. You fall into that trap, no pun intended, intended a little bit with Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I think if that's all that it was, just an empty recitation of the original Ghostbusters in order to get a few dollars out of your pocket, then I wouldn't be as high on this movie as I am. But it's not just that. Yes, those things are present, but I don't think that you can judge this film based just on the presence of the familiar. I think you also have to look at the other things that it brings to the table. This is a surprisingly character-driven movie. You don't have that standard studio formula of an action beat every 15 minutes that you've seen in so many other movies. This movie takes its time. We are reintroduced slash introduced to this world. Gradually, we get to know who these characters are. In a way, it is a bit like the original Ghostbusters in that they don't feel like they have to dump everything on you in the first half hour. Perhaps some people might find this movie slow. I actually enjoyed getting to know these characters because that's ultimately what makes you care about a movie, is caring about the characters that are on screen. There's so many other movies that don't give a crap about the characters that only want to just throw up as much visual effects on the screen as they possibly can. This movie is about learning who these people are before you build up to the big Act 3 finale. I said it before, but I really can't overstate how well McKenna Grace handles the pressure of this role as Phoebe, because she is the audience's introduction and reintroduction into this world. Uh, she's a very talented actress, and she has been in, I mean, she's a Hollywood veteran at the this point she's been in so many movies and TV shows but this is really great casting because she's not just a good kid character she's a good character she's wise beyond her years she's a bit of a misfit she doesn't quite know where she is in the world but through finding this connection by understanding where she comes from why she is the way that she is it's a natural way to bring us back into this world of being a Ghostbuster instead of just being some random person that stumbles onto a proton pack if McKenna Grace is the audience surrogate for new fans, Paul Rudd is the audience surrogate for older fans like myself, the one that's bringing his love of the Ghostbusters to this new generation, wanting to share his enthusiasm for this now obscure team of scientists who ran around New York in the 1980s. He's the perfect mix in this movie of the everyman, but also the Paul Rudd comedic persona that we know, and he's got several of the biggest laughs in the movie. The rest of the cast execute their roles well, but this is also a movie that's as much about the world as it is about the characters, It's about the legacy and the history, and yes, the weight of being a Ghostbuster. And as we build to the Act 3 finale, this movie packs an emotional hit that I haven't felt in quite some time from a movie. And again, it's not just by trotting out of this world that's familiar. It's by actually building through these characters a new love for this franchise, and then executing the end of this movie in a way that turns an already strong movie into a genuine, heartfelt tribute from Jason Reitman to the work of his father to the people who built this franchise. I'm sure that a lot of people are probably going to be turned off by the familiarity in this movie. I I don't read a lot of reviews. I try to stay away from them before I do my own, but the few reactions that I've seen just from friends, etc., on social media have largely been harping on this, the idea that there is so much nostalgia in this movie. But I would posit that it's not just nostalgia, and I would also say, and perhaps this is a personal thing, but much of the past two years has felt very cold and alien the world has changed It's, it's the reason why this movie didn't come out when it was supposed to so it really wasn't so bad for me to be in the presence of something warm and comforting for a couple of hours in a way that didn't make me feel pandered to, but in a way that made it seem like this movie was trying to give me something. And I think that that's the difference with Ghostbusters Afterlife. The the nostalgia grabs, the cheap revivals, they're trying to get something from you. They're trying to get your money. This feels like a movie that wants to give you something. It wants to give you a revival of that love for the franchise. It wants to give a new generation a love for the franchise in a way that their parents have had for many years. This is a franchise that has been entertaining people for 40-plus years. Maybe other people are going to see it differently, but I see this movie as a gift, a gift to Ghostbusters fans, old and new, and it was a return trip that I was happy to make. So it is an enthusiastic recommendation for me for Ghostbusters Afterlife. This is how you revive a franchise with genuine love, with a desire to entertain. This is the perfect example for me of bringing a franchise back in a way that wins over new fans, that pleases the old fans. I can't really think of how it could have been executed any better. But what do you think? Are you excited for this new Ghostbusters film? Are you going to be heading out to the theaters this weekend to see it? Let me know down in the comments below. Also, before we go today, I want to talk about our sponsor, Raycon. You know, we are less than two weeks away from Thanksgiving, which is really hard to believe. It's the beginning of holiday shopping season and if you're like me you're always looking for something to put on your gift list for friends family and loved ones Luckily with Raycon, there's a great gift that you can buy at an affordable price that they will use every day. If you see me on the movie trivia showdown, you may have noticed that I've been clinging to the old wired earbuds for quite some time, but they literally tie you to your computer. Now with Raycon, I have an everyday option, whether I'm doing a stream, working on a video, or just want to walk around the house while listening to something that allows me the freedom that wired earbuds don't have. Raycon wireless earbuds feature seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise-isolating fit, which means you can start listening right away and keep listening for hours. Raycon offers eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. The audio quality is also top-notch, comparable to what you get from other premium brands. The difference is that Raycon starts at half the price. There's also a built-in microphone so that you can take calls at the push of a button. Raycon earbuds are a great choice for that somebody on your gift list, or you know what? pick up a pair for yourself because no matter who you buy them for you're going to use them every day and for our viewers we have a special deal you can go to buy raycon that's b-u-y-r-a-y-c-o-n dot com slash Merle m-u-r-r-e-l-l today to unlock exclusive details up to 20% off your Raycon order. But this offer is only available for a limited time, and you don't want to miss it. That's buyraycon.com slash Merle to unlock up to 20% off your Raycons, buyraycon.com slash Merle. I'd like to thank Raycon for sponsoring today's show, and I'd like to thank you for watching. Stay tuned for the latest in movie news, reviews, and everything else right here on the channel. Until next time, stay safe. Bye.